part of blindsidepods.com. Hey, Shrunk Eric Curtis, we need you to do something for us to help the show. And what we need you to do is head over to blindsidepods.com, click on shows, click on the Menafan show, and go to our survey. We have a survey which is to help the program. We have some costs associated with this program that we eat all ourselves. So we're looking to see what our demographics are to potentially see how we can make a little money to improve the program. You're really helping us with that information and you can help us another way. Go to iTunes right now if you like the program and click on a five-star review. Give us a little review. We read all of those and it really helps the program. We're going to talk with our guest, John Ziegler, right after this. Welcome to a superfan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. Our guest today is John Ziegler. John Ziegler has been really a staple of talk radio for, I'd say, about the last 20 years. He was on a lot of shows in the early 2000s and had a nighttime show in KFI. KFI, if you don't know, is a flamethrower out in Los Angeles, still one of the biggest talk stations in the whole country. He has had his own podcast for some time. I spent, gosh, I spent better part of the week listening to The World According to Zig and the Individual One podcast. John Ziegler's our guest. Hi, John. It's Drunk Eric Curtis. How's it going? Yeah, just to be clear, you guys still do those podcasts uh, twice a week. Yeah, go listen to John's podcast. I There's tons of them there. You can find them at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Excellent. So really appreciate you coming on the program. It sounds like you really started in with, with John here, John from Pennsylvania, my co-host, <laughs> where he sent a barrage of tweets, and then you had a little back and forth. If you guys want to tell a little bit about what was going on, how we can start into the program. Sure. Well, I, I, I think I first tweeted in an attempt just to get some to get your attention, John, because I listened to the podcast with Kirk and I had took, taken issue with a couple of the things that you had said, not so much in regards to the documentary, because I do agree with you that there are some some holes in the documentary, especially with Wade Robson. I, I agree with you that there's a lot there. I think my, my issue initially was with the way that you had conveyed some of uh, Dan Reed's statements regarding his views on it and some of the things like that. Do you want to talk real quick about what, what your views are on Dan Reed and this whole Michael Jackson thing kind of set the stage before we even jump into the Penn State thing? Sure. I mean, I thought we were going to talk about Penn State, but if you want to talk about Michael Jackson, that's fine. Um, my, my view on Dan Reed is that Dan Reed uh, is not a documentarian. Dan Reed did not make a documentary. Dan Reed doesn't care about the truth. Dan Reed did a propaganda film that was um, very effective at getting people to be emotionally uh, connected to two frauds, uh, and um, and anyone who believes what's in that film without doing your own research uh, is um, someone who doesn't care about the truth at best and is probably a moron, uh, because I've never seen a more obvious case of someone lying than Wade Robson, and... Uh, if it wasn't for Wade Robson, then James Sapechuk's story <laughs> would would appear to be absurd on its face. But it's just in comparison to how bad Wade's story is that that James's story doesn't seem quite so bad, even though in a rational world it is. Uh, as far as as Dan's motivations, I, you're referring to an interview he gave to the L.A. Times, 
where he makes a statement that if anyone else had made it under these circumstances, he would have been torn apart for. And, it, and you're going to try to claim that it was just one statement, but it's not. Uh, it, it, the entire movie, the entire movie, his, the entire premise of taking these two stories seriously is the idea that somehow a man-child relationship sexual relationship can be uh, so positive that the child may not realize until they're in their 30s that it's not a good thing. That's the basis of the entire argument. That's all they have in trying to pretend that these guys might be telling the truth. And I'm sorry that if that person, if that argument was made by anybody else who was not protected by Oprah Winfrey, and by the entire media establishment, because they like the side they're on this story, that person would get destroyed for saying that. That's my point. So so I do have the quote that you had addressed. It's, it, the quote from the LA Times piece said, uh, when Wade told me that he loved Michael, then everything suddenly crystallized and made sense. This is difficult to say, but he had a fulfilling sexual and emotional relationship at the age of seven with a 30-year-old man who happened to be the king of pop. And because he enjoyed it, he loved Michael and the sex was pleasant. I'm sorry, that's just the reality. So that's that's what you, that's what I think where you're getting the whole piece where in Kirk's podcast you talked about, it was right out of the Nambla handbook, correct? No, that's that's just the worst and most obvious example. Did you watch the film? I did. I mean, the film, the, the film, the film is right out of the the, the Nambla handbook. And so, my, and look, and this is a minor point as far as I'm concerned. I'm just I'm just uh, making the a, a, the topic of hypocrisy relevant here because if if anyone else, if the media uh, was evaluating Dan Reed through a prism other than he's on the side of good because Oprah says he is, and we think that anyone who's against pedophilia or claims to be is inherently good, this guy would be getting torn apart. But he's not. The, the, the entire James Safechuck's entire story is out of the out of the Nambla handbook. In fact, it might literally be there. There is a very rational. Uh, allegation based on facts that it's taken right out of a book that is pro Nambla from 20 years ago by name a guy by the name of Gutierrez wrote it. So I mean, so th- th- I, this is not something that I I am the last person in the world to take someone's one comment out of context. By the way, that's a pretty strong comment he makes to the LA Times. He even eff- effectively apologizes. So, so the but, but here's here's what here's what he says though. Here's what he follows up. He says, if you're going to understand that oftentimes child sexual abuse is like, you have to understand that the abuser creates an authentic relationship. That if the person was age 18 or older, would be completely normal. The problem is that the child is seven, and a seven year old can't make those decisions. So I think he's just to me when I read that, he's just describing how these actual cases of child sex abuse manifest. That it, this is how an abuser grooms somebody to believe that this is something that's normal and authentic and loving, but in reality is something that's twisted and evil. Well, or, now, no, not to say that I think I think Dan could be I think I think Wade I'm sorry Wade I think Wade could be lying I absolutely no, no, con- is lying. concede with that he is lying uh, it's the most obvious case of lying I've ever seen in a probably profile situation but as far as uh, the Dan Reed the director is concerned um, here's what Dan Reed is doing Dan Reed is coming is trying to concoct a scenario that ordinarily would be destroyed on on political correctness grounds alone that he he needs because without that scenario his stars have no leg to stand on none 
zero because that's the come on can we can we just discuss the absurdity the absurdity of both of their claims wade robeson believes that he, he's laughing at you people that believe him he's laughing this is a guy who says that suddenly on may 8 2012 2000 when he's he's almost 30 years old and has had sex with lots of celebrity women at a, at a very young age, including Britney Spears while she was dating Justin Timberlake, this guy knows nothing about sex and doesn't understand that man-child sex is bad until suddenly, I presume, his second therapist decides to bite on the story. Well, that's that's hilarious, especially... John, I understand what you're saying. I completely... I, I, I agree with you that I think that there's holes in, in ways. Holes! What I'm, what holes. I'm trying to point out... <laughs> What I'm what I'm pointing out is that was specifically your treatment of of Dan Reed's quote and and ignoring the context behind it. That's I, what I think. I because, am, because but you would concede, John, that child sex abuse does manifest that way. I I have no way of knowing uh, because I've not oh, come I'm, on. Uh, I've not been abused. So I Give guess therefore my opinion doesn't matter in this in this story because we've been we've been we've been taught that only child sex abuse victims can possibly understand. And you know what? Um, I get that sentiment. That's a that's a very fine sentiment and at one point um you know the pendulum was too far in the other direction where victims were not believed but now we're sure but now we're swinging the pendulum so far in the other direction where anything can be believed including wade robson's absurd story uh that is and, and that's what i will give I will give you credit, though, John, about this Smollett thing. I mean, that that's an example of the pendulum kind of writing itself, and, and we can see that even something where okay. it, it appears the media would love it, it ends up being proven false. So okay. I think, doesn't the truth find a way no, at some point? No, you're, you're, you're too dumb to understand that the Smollett story actually uh, shows why the Robeson story is not ever going to get be torn apart. Here's why. Smollett's biggest mistake, he made two mistakes. Uh, other than being a moron and thought he could get away with this. But number one is he claimed it happened in a contemporaneous fashion. We're now living in a world where it's far easier to get away with a bullshit story if you claim it happened 20, 30 years ago, because that's impossible to disprove. Number two, he put MAGA hats on it, on his uh, his assaulters. Nigerian friends, yeah. Right, right. So as soon as he put MAGA hats, now he's incentivized at least 40% in the country into proving that he lied. It, it, they're, they're, so, so because he put MAGA hats on and because it happened contemporaneously, it was easy to disprove. It's it's a, it's a, it, the only reason why his story lasted two, two and a half weeks was because the media was so, other than me, was so terrified to, to, uh, to call his obvious bullshit. I mean, but. No, oh, and I give you crops for that, John. I mean, you were one of the first okay, well, people to actually well, I, and I And I, and I'm telling you, I'm more positive about Robson than I am about Jesse Smollett. It's, it's, okay. it, I understand. It's not even close. It's not close. Well, the, the, the other thing that I thought was interesting was your take on the Oprah thing, where you said she's not qualified to comment on it because she's been a victim. She's like too close to the issue, right? Is that what your contention is? Well, that's what I put in my one of my columns in media. It's larger than that. I mean, that's what, you know, that, I mean, I'm not going to spend, uh, you know, a, a, an incredibly long period of time in a thousand word article on this. But I do think that this Oprah is not uh, particularly qualified uh, to do this kind of an interview with at, l at least alone. She should not be allowed to do this alone because she is invested in the issue. Uh, and I'll tell you what, it's not just that she's a sex abuse victim herself. People seem to forget that after Katrina, 
Oprah Winfrey went down to the Superdome and dramatically declared to the world that where she was inside the Superdome, babies were getting raped. You remember that? Wow. I don't, but that's crazy. Well, yeah, and people believed it. And it, and it, and it, it became a huge part of the post-Katrina narrative. We later learned, yeah, yeah, that was all bullshit. Um, sorry about that. But by, by the way, I don't think Oprah ever apologized for that. Um, mm-hmm. It made no damn sense as it is. And and Oprah has way too much power, especially within the media. I'm not sure her power is, is, is all that great among the public anymore. But among the media, she's considered to be a saint. And when, when Robeson and Savechuck do their only interviews with Oprah Winfrey and then Oprah's best friend, Gail King... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. I agree. I guess my my issue with that was that at the same time you're taking the, the you know Michael Jackson's niece, who's also very close to the issue, and taking her as an objective witness. You know what I mean? Like, does, does have to you me, met her? That seems like have you met no, her? I haven't. I you know have, you have. But no, I no. Have, have you met her? her? No. Okay. Have you? Have you? But I'm saying that isn't that the same thing? She's too close to the issue, just no, like Oprah is. Hold on a second. Wait. Oprah's not close to the interview. Oprah's not close to the issue at all. Oprah, Oprah just has a conflict of interest because she's completely invested. By the way, Brandy is not uh, completely invested, despite what their perception would be. Brandy doesn't get a dime from the Oprah Winfrey. uh, I mean, from the from the Michael Jackson Jackson from from the Michael Jackson estate. She's not in the music business. She's in the animal care business. uh, Works about fifty, sixty hours a week. And so I would just ask. For people to to evaluate Brandy Jackson on her own words and whether her story makes more sense than Wade Robson's does, and why she was not in a documentary, it's to me it is a it is uh, it is game set match for Dan Reed that I don't I think it's pretty clear he didn't know Brandy Jackson existed, and uh, and 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 that to me shows he didn't do his homework because when your star is, is claiming that he had sex with Michael Jackson it might be a good idea to talk to the one person in the Jackson family who has openly acknowledged that they did indeed have sex with with Ray Robson in in a very similar time period in their life and was dating them during the alleged allegations against Michael Jackson that didn't happen and when Dan Reed found out about it he basically called Brandy a slut by uh, incorrectly lying and saying that Brandy says that she's had sex with Wade at the age of 12. That's not what she said. That's not what happened. Dan no, Reed is a lot. I, I watched, I watched the interview with, with Dan Reed where, where he basically, he doubted her. I think it was on, it was some, some British television where he, where he basically, they laughed essentially at her, her accusation. So I agree with you. She absolutely should have been in there. I was just pointing out to me, it seemed like an inconsistency because you're saying Oprah's too close to the issue because she's been a victim. Well, at the same time, taking Michael Jackson's niece as an expert who's Equally now you're just you're, you're just not very smart because you're you're, you're looking at things completely uh, since you accuse me of taking Dan Reed out of context. Uh, the, the context of Oprah Winfrey is is that she is invested in this issue largely because of the fact that she's a sex abuse victim and because she put her name uh, on the line here to vouch for these two lying sacks of crap. That, sure, that, but I would say that I would say that that isn't isn't Michael Jackson's niece just is equally invested. No, I just told you it's a family I, member. I just told you she's not because if you listen to the damn interview, it's it. You, I did okay. The, one of the things she says is is that when she starts dating uh, Wade, 
Guess what year it is? It's exactly at the same time in which the, the Jordy Chandler allegations have become public, and the whole world knows that, that this is a possibility. This is on her mind, and more importantly, it's on Wade's mind. And 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 there are, and back to Wade for a second, where the attention ought to be here. Wade now claiming that he didn't know that sex abuse was bad until 2012, May 8, 2012, which I guess is when he told his therapist. Uh, there are numerous videotapes of him at the time talking about what Michael had been accused of as being, quote unquote, sick, which certainly indicates he understands it was a bad allegation. In the movie itself, he says Michael said uh, to him that Michael would go to jail and he would go to jail if anyone found out about this, which again goes to obviously he knew that this was something that was bad. And let's use common sense. Of course he knew it was bad. But why is he saying that he didn't know? The reason why he's saying he didn't know is because he's trying to fool a court of law in California where the statute of limitations is 15 years. He filed too late. And so they're trying to get around the statute of limitations by claiming he didn't have consciousness of his abuse until later on. And it's obvious to anyone who's not a moron or is not invested in a myth. I mean, that. It, but it, here's the thing. I'm not, John, I'm not invested in this at all. I'm just, I, I agree with you. I, 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 that's what I think. Like, I'm not no, one you're, of these idiots well, you're, trying to claim that there's, I, I'm just trying to understand. I agree with you too. I think, gun to my head, Michael Jackson did something. Okay. This does harm to that, that thought process because this is a very flawed documentary. But I wanted to bring it over to the Sandusky thing. That's why you're here. Great. We've gone through your Newsweek article. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what's happened to prevent it from being published. Well, I think we need a, a little more backdrop than that because uh, people are going to understand, no, not understand why I'm involved in this. I, I have no connection to Penn State. Uh, I grew up in uh, suburban Philadelphia, but I was a Notre Dame fan growing up uh, in November of 2011 when this Bucks story County, right? You were in Bucks County. Correct. Uh, I, I, when I, in November 2011, when the story broke, I was a documentary filmmaker in Southern California. My, my previous film had debuted on the Today Show with Matt Lauer. It was about the 2008 election called Media Malpractice. I'm a conservative. I believe everybody's guilty. I believe in the prosecution. Uh, I have no, I had no uh, dog in the Joe Paterno or Jerry Sandusky hunt, but I also have been a high school football coach in two different states and covered college and pro football for both television uh, and radio uh, as a sportscaster, which was my first career. I had spent a lot of time around football coaches, a lot of time around football locker rooms. I wrote a book about a high school football team in Ohio where I spent the entire year with them. So I'm, I'm well aware of the football culture and that story from the moment it broke i'm like wait a minute the joe paterno penn state cover-up angle of this thing makes no goddamn sense none uh, and there's no evidence for it based upon what the media is saying and i also know the media well enough being a media expert having been in every every aspect of the news media and done at that point two documentaries uh, on stories where i thought the media blew it and that the evidence was overwhelmingly on my side i knew that this was a story that was built in a way that was that was made the media very vulnerable to getting it very wrong uh, for a number of reasons there was a perfect storm of circumstances surrounding how this story broke. So when I got involved in it, it was purely on the Joe Paterno angle. I had effectively accepted that Jerry Sandusky must be guilty of, of most, if not all, sure. of what he was accused of. I, I had to say, um, there's an article I wrote about a week or two after the story broke 
uh, for Bleacher Report, I think it was, that to this day is probably one of the most accurate columns ever written on the damn thing. Uh, uh, and I was just, and I was suspicious that maybe there was some exaggeration uh, on the Sandusky end because of the uh, the nature of the allegations and the lack of evidence. But I still accepted his guilt. And I did a I did a documentary called The Framing of Joe Paterno, which people can find at YouTube. There's various different versions of it. Um, where framing is figurative, it's not literal. I'm an anti-conspiracy person, and stars Franco Harris, uh, NFL legend and Pittsburgh Steeler, Penn State uh, graduate, big supporter of of Joe Paterno and many others who were directly involved in this story. And it basically tears apart the narrative that Joe Paterno somehow covered up for Jerry Sandusky. And then when that was that was done with, and I, I was offered the opportunity to interview Jerry Sandusky in prison, uh, which I did for three hours. I interviewed him for a half hour over the phone, uh, again, from the perspective that he's guilty as hell. Uh, but I started to have some real questions about what the hell was really going on here. Uh, and so I, I restarted an entirely new investigation based not on the cover-up aspect, but on the on the on the on the, on the uh, circumstances surrounding Jerry Sandusky's guilt. I went. I did that for about a year. I went back into the prison for another three-hour interview. This time with his wife Dottie. Dottie and I then went on the Today Show together, where I declared that I believed that Jerry Sandusky was in fact innocent. Uh, Matt Lauer ironically declared my career uh, over at that point. Um, uh, considering what happened with him a few years later, it was extremely mm. ironic. Although I think he got railroaded. That's another story. The um, oh, come on. well, you don't know him. You see, so you don't. You people don't know anything. I don't know him. You don't know. You don't know anything. You know nothing about what you're talking about. You don't. You just buy all whatever media bullshit puts in front of you. you you're, you're sheep. Well, why do I have so, to know Matt Lauer no, to no, know whether no, or not he's done it? No, because you don't. Because you don't. Because you don't. Name the person that uh, Matt Lauer uh, sexually abused. Name that person, please. Name the person. No, that's that's not true. Name the person he was. Name the person he was accused of sexually abusing. Why is it relevant name on him. the top of my name head? Name the person. Yeah, how is that relevant? Okay, no, because you're just showing you have no idea about anything. You just expressed. You just expressed an, a, a very strong opinion that I'm full of shit about Matt Lauer, and you know nothing. You can't even name. You can't even name the person that he was uh, accused of sexually abusing because guess what? There was none. There was none. So you know, I've never met Princip, but I know that he shot well, Art, the Archduke in Serbia. Yeah, or, and that, or, isn't, or, isn't that in interesting? Austria Hungary. Isn't that interesting that you know who he shot? You, you don't know anything about you. You can't even name a person that Matt Lauer was accused of of uh, sexually assaulting. You, because that well, let's person. Let's set some common ground here. Like okay. you, you believe that Larry Nasser is guilty. Absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You believe that Bill Cosby is guilty, right? And yeah. Absolutely. That they, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So so we agree on that, and that's my thing is that I, I actually wanted to concede to you that when I first heard your mm. podcast with Kirk and I heard you on Dennis and Callahan, mm. I was like, this guy is full of shit. And then I sat and and for the better part of this week, John, I've researched into this more than I ever hoped to in my entire life. That's great. And so I let will, me. So and let, I will give you that there are a lot. You you do have a point, is what I'm trying to say. It's I, a very the Newsweek article is very compelling. I went through all of it and I had to sit through and say, this guy's got a point. Let me continue to read further. But going through it, I saw some stuff that I had questions. That's about. great. So let me let me set if you'd let me finish, I would be happy to set up uh, the Newsweek's article, which is the nature of your question. So so sure. at, mm -hmm. so so after uh, the Today Show, uh, 
the the investigation continued and I started to get people who were supportive. Uh, uh, the NCIS agent, not John Snedden, who investigated this case for the federal government and declared that Graham Spanier, the former president of Penn State's uh, security clearance, needed to be extended uh, because he had interviewed everybody and found no sign of cover-up or a crime. Uh, he, uh, he became very supportive and a reporter uh, named Ralph Cipriano, who used to work for the LA Times and the Philadelphia Inquirer and had done some pieces on the Catholic Church for Newsweek, uh, he uh, had also become very supportive and some other people as well, including some members of the Penn State Board of Trustees. And uh, Ralph got commissioned to do an article about this for Newsweek, which was intended to be a cover story. Uh, that was in um, October of uh, 2017. And he brought me on board because he knew I knew more about the story than he did. And I had some material that had never been made public, specifically a fake victim that had done a three-year sting operation on the number one lawyer and therapist in the case, the lawyer being Andrew Shubin. Uh, and we had, and uh, that accuser had uh, uh, tape recorded virtually every uh, meeting that he had, dozens and dozens and dozens of meetings, if not over 100 meetings, uh, showing that uh, both of these two people were total frauds. And um, and so I signed on to co-write the thing. Uh, we did that for several months and I was very agitated because we were not getting it out. I wanted it out during football season, if at all possible. Uh, that did not happen. And the whole reason, the whole reason why uh, the the Newsweek article was possible was the managing editor of Newsweek at that time, a guy by the name of Bob Rowe, had worked on the McMartin preschool case here in California, which turned out to be a total fraud. It was a panic, and everyone said there was all this sort of sex, satanic sex abuse, and it turned out to be all a fraud. And so he got it. He understood the case. And I kept telling Ralph, we got to get this thing out because if something happens to Bob, we're screwed. Well, uh, we were intending to publish just before the Super Bowl. The Eagles got into the Super Bowl, and I said, no, let's not do this because we're going to get completely blown away in the Pennsylvania media by the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, and so they decided, okay, we'll wait. And then uh, a day after the Super Bowl, Bob Rowe got fired for having nothing to do with this. In fact, he got fired for very journalistic reasons. He had, invest he had started an investigation of his own parent company, and they fired him over it. And at that point, I thought, okay, we've got no shot here. Uh, I told Ralph and everybody else that. We, we went through the motions. Uh, they surprisingly loved the story, revetted it again uh, with two different editors, thought it was amazing, were very enthusiastic about it, gave us an actual date uh, to go ahead and be. They took away the, the cover story at the very last moment, gave it to Vladimir Putin, but they were going to give us 15,000 words in the magazine, 20,000 words online, which is unheard of in the history of Newsweek magazine. And then literally the day before publication, uh, in, in, in discussions that I was not involved with, uh, the lawyer for Newsweek effectively just scared the crap out of everybody and pulled the plug. And uh, I decided to publish it on our website with an addendum with, with new documents uh, proving some of the allegations in the story. And you can find it frame at, at our website, which is framingpaterno.com. So that's the, the uh, proper setup for how the Newsweek story happened and why it did not get published in Newsweek. That's a shame because I think it could have brought a lot of, uh, of visibility to this. And I think it could have sparked a lot of really good discussion because I think 
what you guys did is really provide a lot of context and independent discussion to this topic, something that obviously, if you read about this, was lacking in the media coverage. Um, I want to dive in specifically to your contention. I mean, you claim, and this is what's made, you know, this is what people remember about uh, about your recent claims, at least, is that it's not even close. So let's dive into at least this starts with victim number one, right? That we wouldn't have an investigation without victim number one. His name is Aaron Fisher, right? Do you want me to talk about Aaron Fisher, or do you want? Sure, to- yeah. If you want to just talk about your view on what happened, um, you know, starting at the beginning, you could start in 1998 if you wanted to. Whenever, however, the context makes sense for you is what I'm curious about. Well, it'd be hard to start with Aaron Fisher in 1998 because he hadn't met Jerry Sandusky yet. But um, I'm talking I about mean, the separate incident in 1998. Okay. Well, I mean, so, so look, in any of these cases, you have to go to the first allegation because the entire. The, and I think you guys would agree with this. The entire strength of the case against Sandusky is based 1,000% in the idea that uh, all these guys can't be lying, right? Would you agree with that? That that the the number of people, because there were eight people that testified at his trial, that somehow they take on exponentially greater strength in numbers than if it had been just one person. Are you willing to accept? What I would say is, I, I remember reading all the transcripts and all of the evidence when the story happened. One of the things about that is, not only did everybody come out, but there was similarity in what they were saying happened. The meeting Sandusky, the grooming, the plying, and then the sexual act. Those were very similar. And it's that's hilarious. That's hilarious because that's not accurate. But okay. I mean, uh, about the only thing that's similar that each one of these guys said, which is true, is that Jerry Sandusky had a weird habit of putting his hand on their knee while driving them, while driving them. That's the only thing that is similar in all of these stories. Uh, you, you have a, a, a massive difference. And as far as the plying, what exactly was the plying? Can someone please tell me what the plying was? Where's the alcohol? Where's the drugs? Where's the payoffs? There's no plying in this story. None. Every other male teenage boy well, you, sex story in history has massive plying. Here, there's none. It's just the magic of retired Jerry Sandusky, former assistant coach who uh, hadn't coached on a, a football game at Penn State since Aaron Fisher was five years old. All they know him as is a goofy guy who runs a charity for at-risk kids and runs a, and, and drives a lousy car and volunteers at the local high school as an assistant football coach. That's the guy who has the Michael Jackson-like magic to, to get teenage boys who are all heterosexual to engage in dozens and dozens of horrendous sex acts, keep coming back for more with no drugs, no alcohol, no payoffs, no nondiscriminate Disclosure agreements, no nothing. How did, well, so? Well, tell well, me, to, to, so tell me about fair. the plying. Tell me about the plying, please. Tell me to about the fair. plying. Tell me to about be, the plying. To be fair, John, if you let me finish. To be fair, you did you did state that one of the victims actually accused said that that he was plied with alcohol, but you claimed that Sandusky okay. was a teetotaler. <laughs> you claimed that as you you, you use that to, to, to counteract the. Well, hold no, on. I'm not no, saying I'm not saying no, I believe it though, no, John. No, I'm not saying on. I believe hold it. Hold on a second. Let's talk about that allegation. So you want to put all of your eggs on the 1971 allegation that never went to trial, never was there was never. A deposition whose whose story is out of science fucking fiction so you so that's i'm talking about at trial at trial there's no one unlike larry nasser larry nasser is guilty as as hell for a lot of reasons one is 
pornography. No pornography in this case. No payoff. Okay, that's no not necessarily tr- true. What about a C- the CBS article, 2012 CBS <laughs> article stating that it's not, pornography It was, was not found. true. Show me where the pornography is. You know what that was? A source has been a source has been told that child <laughs> pornography was found at least one of Sandusky's computers. This is CBS 2012. What am I missing here? You're missing that you're a fucking moron and didn't actually go to the trial and realize... Gee, you think? Did you go to the trial? You, you, no, but I got all the transcripts. Okay, so then we're on the same page. No, you're here. not, because where's the fucking, where's the fucking pornography? You know, here's, it says right here, CBS no, article 2012. A, where? Why wasn't it a trial? Why was it not at trial? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I'll tell you exactly why. Because here's what happened. There were questions immediately like, well, where's the fucking pornography? Because all these guys, that's how they get caught, is pornography. So a source, here's what they did. They, they source said there are photos. Here's what the photos were. The photos were pictures in Sandusky's house in frames of people he was friends with. That that they were that that's what they found. And this no, 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 no. was this it was, was then used as a, a, a way of of leaking to the media. Oh, don't worry about that porn issue. We got that covered because all they're trying to do is create a rush to judgment. And by the time the trial comes out. Uh, oops, no actual pornography. You really think that if there was pornography that Jerry Sandusky even found with, that that wouldn't be in more than one article about uh, leading up to a trial where that never... Well, okay, so Come on, use your fucking brain. Use your fucking brain. Let's talk about the timeline. May 2012, we have uh, Amendola <sighs> asked for the hard drive, right? June 2012, he's convicted. August 2012, the CBS article claiming that they found child yeah, pornography. There's, where's the pornography? On a computer. Where's the pornography? Where is it? There, you, you, real, you, it is, that is utterly ridiculous that you're going to, in a case like this, with this much coverage, this much investigation, that you're going to claim that there was pornography based upon one article that cites a source that's not even named, that doesn't even describe the pornography. That's, if, if that's, if that's where, where you are on this, then we, we, we might as well stop right now because this is it's, a waste. It's not, no, this no, no, is, it's no, not where I'm at. This, I'm just saying a, that, that was, a, that's something no, that no, you no. claim regularly there's no pornography, but there, I'm just there saying is, there is an article. Do if you, you really Google it, fucking, you find it. Do you really fucking believe an article? You're, there's articles you can find. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Are you serious? I'm just saying that there's use, an article that exists use, claiming pornography use, was found. You, yeah, that's because, it. Yeah, that's all I said. Where's the, char- where's the charge of pornography? Where is it in the trial? This is the biggest case these prosecutors have ever tried. And they're and they're not going to put into, into trial the a, 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 an element of pornography against a pedophile. Pornography is the number one number one weapon used to try to get these guys to confess and by the way there's even in that article there's not even a description of it why so, is so let me let me back up is, here for a second why, there is no, 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 there is no, no, a description no. i agree there's no description which, there's no description which if you use your fucking brain is it tells you that this is a false leak there, there is no fucking, you know, I'll tell you where there was pornography. There was pornography found in the case. Are you aware of where there was pornography and it made huge news? Are you aware of yes, this? Yes, I'm, I'm aware. What was it? One of the officials or one of the investigators, there was pornography The, pro- the prosecutors the yeah. and the investigators were passing pornography along, including, including, by the way, these, these all became public. You can find them yourselves online, including a photograph, which I don't happen to believe is pornography, but if it came from Jerry Sandusky, I guarantee you would have been termed to be 
child pornography because it's a little girl looking down a boy's underwear uh, at his penis. Uh, that, that was one of the pictures that was found. That's all a matter of public record. So where the fuck is the public record on Jerry Sandusky, the guy that was actually convicted of pedophilia? You hey, John, I want to agree with you that I think John from Pennsylvania is a fucking moron, but not on this case. One of the things that I saw in the article here was around Kleinfelter syndrome. You talked about that in terms of Sandusky. Would you agree that if you're a defensive end at Penn State, you're <clears throat> probably one of the best in the country? Would you agree with that? You're a pretty big athlete. What the hell does this have to do with anything? Because you claim that his, his syndrome, never, his extra X chromosome, made him, made him impotent, essentially. No, for hold on, you 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 guys are really dumb. The the um, first of all, I didn't write anything about Kleinfelder syndrome. That was Ralph. Ralph is the one who has written what there is about that. There, he nowhere in there. It's, it's oh, not broken up. Uh, though, hold on, wrote, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Nowhere in there does he say that he had Kleinfelter syndrome. He talks about there being speculation based upon the fact that he has no testosterone and is, has no testicles, which is the part that you should be focusing on. The fact that yeah, it, half centimeter, right, or a centimeter, or seven, you know, what would the, when people okay. like half an inch or something like that, right? Okay. So what you ought to be focusing on here, instead of whether or not Jerry. Jer Zineski, who was a very average uh, football player who worked his ass off. What? Are you guys really this dumb? I figured you were morons, but I didn't think you were this dumb. The, no, no, the, no. Well, the, here's the, the thing, John. So, first so, of all, first of all, unlike most people, we actually read it, though. So we're doing you okay. the courtesy of no, actually and, talking and about and, things that we read. Oh, like, the we, read, we actually read your argument. That's fantastic. Well, it's better, it's better, it's better so, than other folks have so, done interviewing you, though. We're actually being informed. We're trying to be informed about this issue. That's fine. Let me read the let, article, went to your so, podcast. That's great. So great. Let me let me tell you about what's important about the issue of, of his medical records, which is he had virtually no testosterone during the time period of the Aaron Fisher, victim number one's allegations, and victim number nine, Sebastian Payton's allegations, which if people know the case, Sebastian Payton number nine describes Jerry Sandusky like he's a, a gay porn star uh, in his 20s. And, uh, and the idea that this could happen to a heterosexual teen from a guy who has no testosterone and that, uh, that Aaron Fisher could engage in a hundred acts of oral sex with Jerry Sandusky without ever pointing out the million dollar ticket that uh, Jerry Sandusky, who, by the way, has no or virtually no testicles, uh, is, is impossible. 36 guys got paid $118 million from Penn State. About, I would say, roughly 30 of them claimed some level of uh, actual sexual contact with Jerry Sandusky. Not one of them mentions that he has virtually no testicles. Uh, that is impossible. That is impossible. But you guys want to talk about um, whether or not he was strong enough to be a, de a, a defensive uh, lineman linebacker at Penn State. That, that's moronic. That's brought up because that's Kleinfelter syndrome okay. doesn't doesn't bring up that you can't be a defensive lineman and have okay. Kleinfelter syndrome. You're very soft. You're also not very smart. Would you say that if you're one of the best coaches in the country at linebacker, you, and you have developed some of the best defensive ends and linebackers, you probably got something between your ears. Well, I, first Would of all, I'm, I'm going to say again, I've never said he had Kleinfelder syndrome and I don't believe Ralph says he has, has 
Kleinfelder syndrome. And somebody, and, somebody's alleging uh, it. No, I don't think that's. If you look at the phrasing, I doubt very seriously. I haven't read. Sandusky it Sandusky was also said to be suffering from said, possible said, Kleinfelder uh, syndrome. Said, said to be possible. Oh, I'm glad you guys can read fucking English. Yeah, it's the passive voice, and it's a it's supposed to be journalism okay, okay. in the passive voice. So okay, let's be, so, let's be clear about that. So, so, so you guys want to just ignore the testosterone and the testicles? I got it. Okay, he's taking so, testosterone so, though, John. He's taking testosterone. No, 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 that gives no, you a boner. No, it's people not take testosterone. No, no, for older no, men to lose no, their testicles. No, no. no. <laughs> well, somebody would say that. <laughs> God, you people are morons. Uh, so, but, but John, somebody, that's that's a, that's, somebody, a, that's a real thing. Testicular somebody, atrophy occurs in somebody, older folks. That some, happens. So, and somebody and somebody who uh, gave uh, uh, Jerry Sandusky oral sex allegedly a hundred times, which is ludicrous, uh, would mention that. Um, and somebody like Sebastian Payton, uh, who claims that Jerry Sandusky and he were having sex in their basement, which is about 10 feet away from the kitchen, with where anyone can hear a pin drop, and we have audio to prove it. And Matt Lauer was stunned when we took him down there. He's allegedly screaming because he's getting ass raped by Jerry Sandusky. It's absurd. There, there's, there's, so this, is a, this is a great point, John. You were talking about Dottie Sandusky and that if she was there, there's no way she wouldn't have heard it and wouldn't have done something. Would you agree that a wife of an alcoholic i'm not saying that i'm going to a different thing a oh wife of an God. alcoholic can be codependent and be in denial oh, no because here's why um first of all you haven't been in the uh in the war zone with dotty sandusky like i have been uh, i i don't even like dotty uh, i i actually have disdain for her at times and she has disdain for me um but i can assure you that if you and uh had gone through uh, with dotty what i have gone through uh specifically uh, with regard to the today show interview the and cnn interview there was an associated press interview that we did together there have been numerous situations where we were in the foxhole together we did a pre-interview together i've spent hours and hours with her people need to understand she's not head in the sand stand by my man she has to be an accomplice because two of the key accusers number four and number nine put her at the scene of the crime and there is zero chance that this woman who is the church lady i mean she is she is so absurdly religious she keeps i think that's irrelevant you can be a church lady and still be involved with this you can be a pedophile there and be, be a church person you need some evidence that she is and and you need some logic like um, the, the, I'm bringing up some logic. No, no, no. There are people you who can be codependent no, and just no. turn a blind eye. Okay, would you let you want to you want to understand why that's a fucking retarded statement? Because here, here, because there is nobody who on a on a daily basis now. Uh, 10 years after this investigation began, who to, to this day is still combing for new evidence in this case. She's the one that goes through all the accusers' Facebook pages and oftentimes finds incredibly important stuff that discredits their story. This is not a case of an uh, allegation of murder where she's just blindly standing by her man. She knew these people like their mother. She was their mother. She, she is living in State College, which is the last place anyone would live if they had an ounce of consciousness of guilt because her life is way, way, way more difficult in State College than it would be anywhere else in the world. This is a woman who goes out of her way to 
talk to people who think Jerry is guilty about the facts of the case. There's not an ounce, not an ounce of this person who has consciousness of guilt or is, is putting her hands over her eyes, over her ears. She is an integral witness. She is put at the scene of the crime and she has never once in her actions or her words, unlike Larry Nasser's wife, unlike uh, Harvey Weinstein's wife, un unlike the wives of many of these other scumbags, she has never once wavered and she's at one point was driving seven hours back and forth in her jalopy to go visit him in prison on a weekly basis. You guys have no idea what you're talking about. Zero. You are morons who have bought it. So because she it. visits him in prison, that means Use that she didn't hear anything. Use your fucking brains. You, you, you. We, we are. Okay. No, let's you're talk not. about this. Let's go to Vic. Let's go to, let's go to victim number six, 1998. Why don't we so, go to talk about Aaron Fisher? Why don't you want to talk we, about Aaron Fisher? Talk about, he's, he's the whole can we case. talk about this first? But but the oh, first I allegation thought, you 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 claim that the first allegation was Aaron Fisher. That's not necessarily true. Victim number six no, the is the first allegation. The investigation began with Aaron Fisher. Without Aaron Fisher, there is no investigation. He was the only accused. What about Jim for Calhoun? Two, for for two years. What about Jim Calhoun? <laughs> Jim Calhoun didn't make an allegation of, of any sort. He never testified. He told two coworkers. He no, told two coworkers that he saw Sandusky assaulting they, somebody. Which they never found out about until well after Aaron Fisher's allegation. Stop with the... If you don't know what you're talking about, we can end this right now. The, the but Aaron, no, I know what I'm and, talking and, about. And, and, you, here's what, but so, here's what you so, leave out so, when you talk so, about Calhoun is that he was suffering from Alzheimer's, John. You, he was suffering from dementia when he later denied it. Well, so, he, so at first he says it happened. No, then he's suffering no, from Alzheimer's. No, Explain to me no. how that's convenient to leave that out because you're a moron because you're not understanding how this all went down could you explain could you give me the date of the interview that jim calhoun gave saying that he saw jerry sandusky abusing a boy could you give me that date? it doesn't matter he no could you give me the told, date he give me the date he give me the date why does that why February does that 21st 2002 because it didn't happen there was none. He was interviewed one time by the prosecution and said three times, three times that Jerry Sandusky was not the person he saw. Now, let's go to this dementia bullshit. The, the, uh, here's the reality. Why is the prosecution interviewing someone they think has dementia? Why? Why would they do that? Did they use his testimony in court? No, because they didn't like his testimony in court. So, so, so the, here's what really happened. They, they in, interviewed him. He totally denied the story, said three times it wasn't Jerry Sandusky. Because he had dementia. No, you moron. Then they decided he had dementia. They wouldn't have interviewed him if they thought he had dementia. God, you people are morons. You say you, you or your you or your co-writer say yourself in the article that he was suffering from dementia. No, no. Early stages of dementia, That's you say you According to the it. prosecution. So, and okay, what so, about what about Sandusky? I wish I were dead. He said to the mother, uh, I wish okay, I were dead. So, now, so you don't want to talk about Jim Calhoun anymore. You don't want to talk about the fact that the Jim Calhoun story, the only witness in that, the direct witness, denies three times in his only interview that it wasn't Jerry Sandusky. And the, that one, he denied it, what, 10 years later, he hold, denied it. Hold, 10 years hold, later, hold, after hold, he's suffering from hold, Alzheimer's. But he never said it happened. He never. He, did, he told two people no, it happened. No, you, God, you're so stupid. You, that's not what happened. Two people Way, 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 10 years or so later, there's, by the way, there's no date on this episode. Uh, um, two years, two people say later, hey, Jim Calhoun told us about this. They go to Jim Calhoun and they, and they say, so did you see this? And he says, Jerry Sandusky? That's not the guy we saw. Three times he says that. Then they decide he had dementia. Then they go to trial. One of the two guys decides not to testify. The other guy totally changes the story, changes the location, changes the details, changes everything. 
thing. And somehow the judge allows hearsay evidence into the case because this is the Salem fucking witch trial. And did Sandusky say to victim number six oh, so that he wishes he was dead and that he knew what he did was so, wrong? So did he not say that? So you no longer, so you no longer want to talk about uh, Jim Calhoun. I got it. Okay. So, I'm interested so, in what so, Sandusky. So, so, I'm interested so, in what Sandusky said. Okay. So. Uh, as far as the statement regarding victim number six, the 1998 episode, there is no tape recording of that ep uh, situation. I have no idea what he said. It doesn't matter to me. You know what? I'm N NPR, NPR on May 19th, uh, May, on May 19th, detective Donald Schreffler uh, or Schreffler yeah. records the boy's mother yeah, during a call with Sandusky. Where's that recording? I don't know. You tell me. Ask, that, ask, why, ask detective why is, Ronald why, Schreffler. Well, why was that not at trial? Because it wasn't relevant because they had plenty of other evidence, oh, 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 I'm assuming. Oh, wait a minute, so it's not relevant, so why are you bringing it up as one of your first questions? Because God. it creates a pattern. You're no, trying. No, you're no, trying no, to. You're I, I'm not. I. I'm so, trying to so, say that. So on, I'm not. I don't have to do any so, work here. Sandusky so, so, was convicted. No, no, no. no so no, you're you're saying he's on. not, and I'm bringing up alternate okay. alternate evidence. No, there, there's not. That's not evidence. It was not brought into the the trial. There's no tape of it. But I'm even willing to accept he said it. Big fucking deal. I say worse about myself on the golf course on a daily basis. Here's what happened in, in 1998. Jerry Sandusky was told that this victim number six had cancer, a guy by the name of Zach. He, and he, uh, for, he stupidly, because Jerry Sandusky is a moron, he's in the shower with the kid after a workout, and the kid is short, and he's trying to take the soap off of his hair. He picks him up from behind. He lifts him up. He, he washes the, the shower, the soap off of his hair, and then when the kid comes home, the mom is wondering why he took a shower. The mom, who I believe was looking for a payday, makes a big issue out of this. The kid did not want to make a big issue out of it, and I urge people to check out that kid kid's testimony at Jerry Sandusky's trial. It reads like a witness for the defense. Even though he was online to get a huge payday, which he did, he got almost $2 million from Penn State because of his testimony. I, the, the, the idea that Jerry Sandusky would feel badly that the mom was upset that he was in the shower with Jerry with a whole bunch of other people around and that Jerry picked him up from behind is perfectly natural. Jerry's a moron. But, but he recognizes what he did was wrong. Uh, no, so he, then he continues he, to shower with young boys, John. No, Come no, on. No. He's continuing to shower with young boys. Oh, he, he recognizes that that behavior was stupid. It created the issue and he continues the behavior. So really, is he like, what, why would he continue the, to do that? What's the evidence he continued the behavior? Uh, Mike McQuarrie, he continued. He's uh -huh. who saw him in the shower okay. with a young boy. When, when, when so 1998, happen? he gets he gets in, in uh -huh. 1998 he uh -huh. gets in trouble for showering a young boy. Mm -hmm. And then according to you, it could be either 2001 or 2000. Doesn't really fucking matter. What matters is that he oh, saw so him showering on, hold, with hold a hold young on, boy two years later. Hold on a second. So two years later, you don't consider to be a significant period of time. Also, I think only oh, oh, only oh. somebody who has a problem, no, who no, enjoys okay, showering really? with young boys, okay, would get in trouble. Would really? get in trouble in 1998 and continue the behavior. John, come on. All right, let's talk about this, and you, and I'll show you what a fucking moron you are. So if he, if your your theory is that he has this compulsion to shower with boys because this is his mo for uh, abusing them, is that correct? He clearly does. Also, this guy, okay. let's let's oh, say this on, this on. gentle giant is somehow working out and lifting weights, but he still has to shower to the point he has to shower after hold every on, workout. On Give a me a break. Hold on. hold on, let's go back to Jerry's compulsion to shower with boys. 
Uh, could you tell me the number of allegations that have been made either at trial or within the, uh, the Penn State settlement allegations among the 36 who got paid $118 million? How many allegations were there that Jerry Sandusky ever asked them to take a shower at his house where he could not possibly have been found out by anybody? How many were there? John, I, How many were John, there? I, How many were there? How many were there? I don't, How many were I don't, there? How many that's, were there? That's irrelevant. See, no, oh, it's, it's not no, relevant. Oh, it's not relevant? You just told me he had a compulsion to have showers with young boys, yet not he one. He had a pattern. Yet, hold on. No, no. No, 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 no. You, you said he But, had John, you're acting, you, did he shower with young boys, no, yes or no? No, no, you're not answering. You, did he I'm, shower with I'm young going, boys? I'm going with your cockamamie theory. And your cockamamie theory Cockamamie theory, theory he showered is, with young boys. Yeah, because because he grew up in a wreck home where there was nudity everywhere. He's living in a completely I different world. I understand, but he got in trouble for it in 1998 and continued right. doing okay. it. And, and you, you want to you know why that Is happened? he an idiot? Yes. So he's so, not an idiot. Okay. Everything about Jerry Sandusky uh -huh. says that when he was in high school, he was you popular. You ever met him? You ever met him? I've never met. Yeah, okay. I've never so, met Donald so, Trump, okay. and I know he's a moron. Right. Well, there you go. So Jerry Sandusky is uh, is a, a bigger bigger moron than Donald Trump is. I can tell you. Then how can he be? Uh, how can he be a defensive end coach? Because he or worked a defensive his ass coach off. in the NCAA. Because he worked his ass off in a completely different era. Jerry Sandusky could never possibly coach in the modern era today he is far too much of a slow neither could bobby bowden uh, did bobby uh, did bobby bowden get convicted of pedophilia i don't i must have missed that no okay, but that's so, the point that uh, one coach from one era can't coach okay, in another i think that's guys, irrelevant you guys you, you throw out these theories and then you don't want to go down the road the idea that he has a compulsion to sleep uh, to, not to sleep with to have se to have sexual relations in a shower with boys is completely destroyed by the notion that there's zero literally zero allegation he ever did it in a far safer place like his home let me explain what he thought he thought of the Penn State shower as a public place. That's why it happened there. Because in a public place, much like where he grew up in a rec home, there wouldn't be this inherent th thought process that there was something wrong with doing it. That was stupid. But you also have to remember, these things happened before the Catholic Church scandal is public. This is 1998, and I believe December 29th of 2000. And it's also important to point out that the person he was with when Mike McQuarrie saw him, Alan Myers, was uh, two months short of his 14th birthday, he was two and a half years short of winning a varsity letter on his high school football team. This is not does a does that matter though? How does that matter? Though? It That's matters. What I don't understand. It I'm matters. never sure that matters. It matters because of his perception of the appropriateness of taking a shower with a guy he did not perceive as a little boy and he who he did perceive as his own son. He did not have he did not have his own natural children because of the issues I already related to with his his lack of testosterone maybe his testicles that Dottie and he could not have natural children and so he he stupidly trusted a lot of these boys including Alan Myers who on numerous occasions described Jerry Sandusky as his father as a matter of fact when he did win a varsity letter on his high school football team in his senior year the boy that was in the shower the night Mike McQuarrie saw him had Jerry Sandusky stand in at his as his father. This was one of a, a thousand data points of Alan Meyer's story that are completely inconsistent with this notion that somehow he was uh, ass raped by Jerry Sandusky in the shower when Mike McQuarrie never even said he saw that. Never. Mike McQuarrie, never. Mike, look, look, never. Let's, 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 never. Let's go to Joe. Let's go to Joe Paterno then. What did? What about Joe Paterno's testimony? Can you tell me what Joe Paterno said at trial? Yep. Well, uh, no. Though Joe Paterno was dead. So there was no Joe what, Paterno. What he said trial. in his testimony. What he said in his testimony when he yeah. testified. What did Joe Paterno say? It, he he referred to it as as possibly sexual in nature. Yep.
Yep, he did. He yep. said that McQuarrie called him on Saturday morning, could remember the year. Yep. McQuarrie told him he'd seen Sandusky fondling a young boy in the showers. It was sexual in nature. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I didn't push Mike. That's okay. an exact quote from and, Paterno. And, and, and you know um, how many years after the event that uh, quotation was given by Joe Paterno? How many years? I'm, not, I'm assuming at least 10 years after the event. It was 10 years. And you know how old Joe Paterno was at that time? Uh, you have to refresh my memory. Uh, he, was eight, he, he, was, he was he was 84 years old, and a month before that testimony, you can look it up online, he tried to give an interview to a radio station before the Outback Bowl that was so horrendous that he it went viral because he had no idea what was being asked. He couldn't respond. He, it, was, it was obvious that his medical condition was such that anything that came out of his mouth was not to be trusted. Here's a much more logical scenario for what really happened with Joe Paterno. Oh, you're saying, you're saying that the dementia argument doesn't work when I make it, but it works no. when you make no, it? No, moron. I'm telling you that the prosecution interviewed Joe Paterno. He didn't have dementia. He didn't. He, his memory wasn't good, and he had no idea what Mike McQuarrie told him 10 years earlier in a meeting that his own wife has now said in an I email. Know, three minutes, three minutes. It was a, three, know, it was a three minute meeting 10 years earlier. Here's do you what, not think, do you think that maybe, we, maybe there's a reason she would lie? I don't know, lie about oh that my because God. her life has been ruined by it? You're such a moron. You don't know Sue Paterno. You don't know her incentives in this situation she has absolutely no incentive because her family is invested as more so than anybody in jerry sandusky's guilt she's just telling the truth because she doesn't understand why mike mcquery keeps making up new stories about that meeting that she was there that day she was the only person that was there that day so i would think and it's the only only person other than mike mcquery who's still alive so but let me give you a scenario that makes a hell of a lot more fucking sense than you morons here's the scenario that actually happened all right. So what really occurred was this. Mike McQuarrie sees something for three seconds on December 29, 2000. He, he uh, goes to his dad and Dr. Dranoff, who, work, who dad, his dad works for that night or somewhere around that night. We don't know for sure. And they suggest that he goes to Joe Paterno. I think he chickens out, and I believe he waits six weeks, the facts show, and we have a voluminous record, including Dranoff's own testimony, to show that this is the scenario that makes a hell of a lot more sense. He waits six weeks before he goes to see Joe Paterno for this three-minute meeting, and the reason why he goes to see Joe Paterno is because something interesting happens on the day before. He goes to see Joe Paterno on the Saturday morning of February 10th, 2001. On the morning before, or maybe the afternoon prior to that, February 8th, or the morning of February 9th, Mike finds that... He was sexting somebody, yeah. No, moron. He, he finds out that there's an open job at Penn State, that Kenny Jackson has left the wide receivers coaching job to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a graduate assistant, a lowly graduate assistant who gets basically no money, he's the last on the totem pole, no job security, he desperately wants a job. He's going to Joe Paterno, just as he himself inadvertently implied in his testimony where he says he calls Joe Paterno that Saturday morning and Joe supposedly says to him, if this is about a job, don't bother coming over, I don't have one for you. Sue Paterno, who was there that day, vehemently denies. Oh, yeah, and she would have no that. reason to lie, And John. I, I believe it's a lie because Mike McQuarrie is subconsciously covering up the real reason why he went over there. He went over there just coincidentally the day after the Kenny Jackson job opens up because he's trying to get FaceTime with Joe Paterno. I'm sure he, uh, here's my guess, is what happened is this. He made, it was very clear that Joe, who was getting ready to go to an event in Pittsburgh that night where he was being honored, 
was not giving him any warm fuzzies about the job. And so Mike immediately transitioned to, oh, uh, coach, I, I need to tell you, I saw Jerry Sandusky in a shower with a boy. It was it made me uncomfortable. And I think someone ought to know about it. This is his face saving backup plan. And that's when he then goes to Gary Schultz and Tim Curley. And now he's invested in a story he can't get out of because it's far more serious being taken far more seriously by Penn State than Mike ever imagined. And then 10 years later, when investors Investigators come to him, and Don Venata of ESPN was set to report all of this. When investigators come to him 10 years later, based upon a very odd tip, he believes that they're coming not to talk to him about Jerry Sandusky, but about the fact that he had been sending pictures of his naked penis to a woman, not his wife, through a Penn State phone. Interestingly, Mike McQuarrie, though he's now a very rich hero, got divorced in the middle of all this. Uh, so the, the, the much more logical scenario here is Mike McQuarrie didn't see squat and he is invested in a story because he got trapped into it because he's a moron and because Joe Paterno stupidly at the age of 84 not remembering the conversation trusting Mike McQuarrie who was his one conduit to the field when at a time period when Joe was basically being frozen out of the, of the play calling Trust Mike that he's not his former quarterback isn't going to lie to him and his own son Scott Paterno his lawyer on this got completely duped by a reporter by the name of David Jones a local reporter who gave him bad information about what the nature of the allegation was the nature of the investigation Scott stupidly decides that the best way for Joe to survive this is to separate Joe and Jerry Sandusky as much as possible and Joe Paterno is effectively if there was grooming in this case it was the grooming of Joe Paterno to believe something that never happened that wasn't true, that he never witnessed, and which, by the way, is contradicted by the police report of Joe Paterno's own interview minutes before his grand jury testimony. The word sex... I want to talk a little bit about McQuarrie. You brought it oh, up. Good. You've talked about the fact because McQuarrie is six foot five. he was a quarterback. <sighs> if he saw Sandusky raping somebody, he would have done something. Couldn't you see a case that he looks at Sandusky as God and it would freak him <laughs> out and he wouldn't know what to do? I got to tell you, if the senior vice president of my company was raping a boy, I'd freeze. He's a former assistant coach, you you moron. He's How a, does that matter? Because do you not understand the word former? Do you not understand the word former? But Jerry but he's Sandusky also somebody is, that, 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 that maintained a relationship with no, Sandusky. You can yeah, admit that. Okay. You talk about yourself, how McQuarrie was looked, at, looked up to Sandusky fondly, but also saw something yeah, terrible let, happen. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, uh, that, that's very interesting because you know what happens after this alleged event? Uh, Mike McQuarrie plays in two Jerry Sandusky-sponsored golf tournaments. He jokes around physically, with, witnessed by hundreds of people, with Sandusky at a charity football event where Sandusky is coaching the opposite team. Then, all of a sudden, in t late 2010, early 2011... McQuarrie's per perception of Sandusky changes dramatically. Jerry remembers it vividly that for some reason a cold wind comes over Mike McQuarrie in their very, very limited interactions. Well, get, let's use a logical scenario here. Here's what really happens. In late 2010, investigators come to Mike McQuarrie and tell him, we got this kid Aaron Fisher who says Jerry Sandusky has been molesting him for years. We hear you saw something in the shower. We're desperate for a witness. Can you help us? McQuarrie, of course! 
is going to re-perceive what he thought he saw or heard, heard is the operative word, 10 years earlier through a far more negative prism. That's called human fucking nature. Especially so what did he see? What did McQuarrie, what did McQuarrie, McQuarrie see? McQuarrie saw nothing. He heard slopping sounds of Alan Myers and Jerry Sandusky engaged in this stupid game they called Polish soccer. He turned the corner, looked into a, 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 a very misty mirror, and for by his own account, for two or three seconds, saw them together. He never saw sex. He never saw any kind of insertion. He specifically said there was no erection. Franco Harris uh, uh, asked McQuarrie immediately after this became public all these questions and became totally convinced that uh, Mike McQuarrie never saw a sexual assault. And if anyone uses their brain, it, it, forget about if you beat up Jerry Sandusky let's, in those circumstances. Talk about that, Hold on right? a second. Let me finish. If it, at the very least, at the very least, a guy who has quarterbacked a football team in front of 100,000 people on national television would not panic to the point where you let the boy stay there without saying a word. I totally disagree. Oh, you're a moron. I totally disagree. You're, you're a moron. You're a complete. Psychologically, you're, you're, that you're, can happen. No, you're a moron. You're, and, but, well, but but here's, do you not think I'm not saying it makes McQuarrie a good person, no, but no, I could no, see where he no, froze and decided not to do anything. Jerry Sandusky is Paterno's right-hand man. Both are goddamn. No, he's not. He's not. He's a former assistant coach that Paterno didn't even like. God, you people are stupid. But so, what about Jonathan Dranoff, right, who questioned him three times as you state, and each time McQuarrie would come back to the sounds, it just seemed to make him more upset, so I backed off. Does that not sound like somebody who witnessed something traumatic? Why are you leaving the part out where Dranoff says three times that he asked McQuarrie whether he saw a sex I'm act? not leaving it out. It's and, not in and, your article is what I'm saying. Uh, no, no, no. No, it, I... I doubt I, said it, I, I just I, said I'm earlier sure that he, he questioned pretty, him three pretty, times. Okay. I said he's questioned him three times. I okay, said it. No, no, hold on a second. Let's 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 review what Dranoff says. Dranoff is a critical witness here for the prosecution. And in fact, he's maybe the most important uh, witness for the prosecution in some ways. And he says that Mike McCreary told him three times, three times, no. I never saw anything sexual. No. And that's why, let's use your brains for a second. I know you guys have very small IQs, but if 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 <laughs> if Mike McCreary had seen a sex act, you don't go to fucking Joe Paterno. You go to the goddamn police. Okay? So that's when you're looking not- for an assistant coach job, like you like there's a, there's a lot of complicated like so here's my thing, John. Do you not I I agree with you there's a lot of holes here, but do you not think there's room for nuance and human behavior? Like everything's not as black and white as you make it out to be. I know David Foster Wallace said that. That everything is not always black and white. There's room for nuance here. And I think that uh, sometimes human I'm, nature I'm I'm the one making I'm the one making the nuance argument. I'm the, I'm the one saying, that, yes, um, J- Jerry Sandusky makes a horrendous interview to uh, Bob Costas where he can't answer the question immediately whether or not he's sexually attracted to young boys. But eventually he does say, no, I'm not tra- sexually attracted to young boys. And I'm saying, hold on a second, as horrendous as that was, and I'm, I was fully in agreement that that from a PR standpoint was horrific, that I, I'm the one saying, wait a minute, how is that consistent with a guy who's gotten away with this for 40 years? That's not okay. possible. That's I- That's consistent with a guy who's never thought about this because he's asexual. I don't believe Jerry Sinusky has a sexual bone in his body. And that's why when Bob Costas asked him that question, he was befuddled. And that's the way Jerry Sinusky talks, by the way. He he repeats every question. He never responds immediately. This this was incredibly frustrating to me. I know it's incredibly frustrating to everyone around him. 
Sure. No, I, I understand that. What I'm trying to say is the victim number two specifically. I agree with you. Victim number two, uh, he was not convicted of, of rape in that case, but he was convicted of indecent assault and unlawful contact with and, the minor. Under Pennsylvania laws, is, is sexual in nature. So can you explain to me that? I mean, you're saying can, like the contact you, that he had with victim number two is clearly is clearly a violation of the law. Can you uh, cite for me victim number two's testimony at trial? I can't off the top of my head. Because it didn't happen, you fuckhead! I mean, God, you people are so stupid. There was no victim, victim number, number two. two. That victim number two never testified because the prosecutor... He testified later on in 2016. No, no, he testified that, in 2016. But, yeah, not at the trial. Not at the trial. and, and Because that, they thought he was unreliable. Because he had said Jerry was innocent! God, you people are so stupid! God, the, the, the prosecution lied to the jury, which is one of Jerry's thousand appeal uh, issues, saying that the, the identity of victim number two was known, quote, only to God. That was a lie. That was a lie. They knew damn right well it was Alan Myers, and Alan Myers ended up getting paid $7 million once he changed his story after the trial. Here's what really happened with Alan Myers. Alan Myers knew Jerry was innocent, but he didn't want blood on his hands. So he waited until Jerry Sandusky was convicted and then decided, you know what? I might as well get mine. Uh, I'm the guy who was in the shower. I, it's worth several million dollars, and I'm going to cash out. And I, and I can assure you that everything about this story is 100% consistent with that scenario and inconsistent with the notion that somehow he was sexually abused but decided, you know what? I'm not going to testify against Jerry Sandusky. I'm going to let him potentially get off the hook. And in fact, I'm going to let my lawyer hide me in a cabin in the middle of Pennsylvania during this trial. And then when I finally go on to testify in 2016 in November, which I attended, and it was a complete joke. I'm going to not remember where I was during the biggest trial in the history of the modern history of Pennsylvania, where my best friend and my father figure was on trial. That makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Come I, on, people. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also at the same time, just because one small aspect of something doesn't one make sense. One small aspect. Whole, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, but you're, you're trying to, you're, what you're doing is twisting out logical inconsistencies about minor details of the case. Uh, Overlooking, bullshit. hold on, like, hold there's on. There's no over evidence. Where's the what about fucking 19, evidence? 1998, Jim Calhoun, uh, Jay Witherite. <laughs> what about Ronald Petrovsky? We've got all sorts of uh, all sorts of accounts from people. What about the There's... emails? What about the emails from from Spainer? What about the emails, the internal emails that aren't in the Newsweek piece? Can you right. explain how the emails work? How did how does that yep. happen when they talk about yep. the guests, these children as fucking guests for this guy? Then the only downside for us is if the message to Sandusky isn't heard and acted upon, and we become vulnerable for having not reported it does that not sound like a cover-up um to a moron sure it does uh to someone who has a clue so only uh, so everybody else associated with this is the moron but just you are the person that holds the no, key I, to this I, I, i'm ex yeah unfortunately because apparently most people who look at this have their heads explode because of the issue of child sex abuse and let's look at this logically so your your scenario uh much like your batshit crazy jerry is uh, obsessed with having uh, showers with boys but never does it which at he home. is he continued no, no, twice no, never, doing never, it it doesn't matter the location never, he still did it no the location is key because at home he's perfectly safe at penn state someone like mike mcquery might see him um so so but let me go let's go through this so your your vision of those emails is that graham spanier a uh, highly respected president of Penn State with a uh, high uh, national Who was security convicted. Hold, hold on a second. I was there. That was a complete joke. The, um, let me, the, so uh, Graham Spanier, who was a, an abuse victim as a child himself. How convenient that he claims that now, right? After okay. The, after okay. The fact. All, right. All right. We're done. We're done. 
Okay, you guys are bad people. All right. Uh, How so am I a bad I, person? I, I don't. No, under, you, I don't I'm trying to. I'm, no, no. John, I, is what? that not true? Is that not true? That he was a sex you're, abuse you're, victim. You're claiming he, no, no, no. He listen, was on, hear me he out. Was hear on, me out for on, one second. No, you're no, saying I'm done. you're I'm done. So, so Goodbye. that is what that is what upsets you, John, to the no, point that you're that calling, you're in the you're, interview. You're, but, 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 but you, you blaming kids that acclaim abuse is is not grounds for not, us to end the interview. No, Come on, no, give me a break. No, no, that's equivocation. That's equivocation. No, John. no, moron. Because it was on the record well before the Sadowski case that Graham Spanier was a was an abuse victim as a child. Every article I find is after the fact. Oh. God, you're a moron. God, you are so stupid. I'm, I'm going to finish here because th this last point is important about how dumb your interpretation of the emails is. So Graham Spanier, Gary Schultz, and Tim Curley, three highly respected people, decide to concoct this cover-up on Penn State email owned by the state of Pennsylvania. That this is how they decide, not over the phone, not in person, they're going to do this over email to make sure that this is all for the record owned by the state of Pennsylvania. How well, you seem to believe that it's the governor of Pennsylvania that's behind this whole conspiracy. Come I on. Don't, I don't. What? You're so oh, what, stupid. The, politi so the political, stu political so hit job. Political hit job. The very last section. What, political what, hit job. What, what does that have to do with whether or not Graham Spanier, Tim Curley, and Gary Schultz would engage in a cover-up of sex abuse for no reason for what a, do they mean for by a what former, for a for a former? Would you let me finish? I'll get to it, you moron. So, so for a former. You know, it's funny. I haven't insulted you this whole time. I don't John. care Come because I've not said anything worth insulting. You're you, a you, moron. You call David. I haven't said anything insulting to you. I've asked questions this entire interview, John. Jesus. No, you're idiotic questions, and and you don't back questions nonetheless. No, no, no ad hominem arguments on my part. I, you know oh, that. that's congratulations. You're totally wrong, but no ad hominem. That's fantastic. So it's the so, sign of you're losing the argument when you start saying names. Uh, no, it's a sign that the person you're speaking to is a fucking moron. So the <laughs> so, so so the I like this so, guy. Uh, here's what the emails really were. Okay, if you if you use your goddamn fucking brains, if you have any, I'm uh, the, the the reality is that these guys were actually being too tough on Jerry Sandusky. That they were concerned that if they made this allegation to the to the state, that it would be it would be leaked, and if it was leaked, Jerry Sandusky would, as because it, it was the second time this had happened, would be destroyed. The Second Mile charity would be destroyed, and that it would be it would. They did not believe. They did not believe he was a child molester, and to this day, Graham Spanier and Gary Schultz. Do not believe Jerry Sandusky is guilty. I have an interview. How is that possible? Because they know him, and they know the they know the the actual facts of the case. What about what about Elizabeth Loftus, your expert witness, who also has spoken at Penn State in the '90s and was retained by the defense? You're 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 supposed to be a journalist in this article, and you are. You're a journalist and a radio host. I get that, but I'm just saying, as a writer, why would you include her? Do you not think that she is the best source you could consult when she is obviously and clearly biased? When, like, why would you consult her? What? Elizabeth Loftus what? was an expert witness for the defense. Uh-huh. Oh, she has lectured at Penn State in the 90s. It is clear oh, oh that she is not the best person to talk about, oh, about oh, oh, repressed oh. memories. Oh, my God. You guys are so dumb. John, 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 that's not an argument. That's not an argument. Can you explain to me why you chose Elizabeth Loftus? You chose it because it's convenient for your argument. No, because you're a moron. She's Google That's not her. An argument. That's not an argument. Would you let me fucking finish, you asshole? I'm the, listening. Uh, she is a world's premier expert on repressed memories. Just Google her. There, she has no dog in the Penn State hunt. She's not a football fan. She couldn't give a shit about 
Penn State, Joe Paterno, Jerry Sandusky. Her expertise is repressed memories and why okay. repressed memories are bullshit. And so, so agendas only. So agendas only apply when it's uh, the the, the politics. No what about the agenda? What about the agenda of your co-writer that has been a virulent denier of the Catholic sex abuse? I mean, let's 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 not oh act God. like there's no agendas that play into this. Your 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 co-writer has made a cottage industry after defending the Catholic Church of over allegations <laughs> of sex, of sex abuse. <laughs> He would he would love to hear that he's made a cottage industry out of this. That's hilarious. Why really, you, he's a Catholic what, and has been written for the Catholic okay, National okay, Review in okay. several different times. Hey, why, why don't you point to me the story that he's done in the Catholic Church that has been debunked? Why don't you point that out? If you could do that, then maybe we could have a conversation. But that hasn't happened because it won't happen because it's. I don't because, think that de you, debunking. It, how does that matter if it's been debunked? It, like I, I haven't. This isn't about it. You're equivocating. Because, this is not about him. I'm bringing it up as an example of agendas that can take place in this. There's agendas. No, no, no. Uh, if there was an agenda, he would have reported something that was false. So if you have that, please bring it forward. But you can't because there isn't. Because you there you're is. You guys use you guys use the example of the same lawyer okay. for the for the Philadelphia sex abuse. The same lawyer. How does that matter? So you're saying that this lawyer is parading around just coaching victims and trying to get victims to lie about sexual abuse that he did it in Philadelphia with the Catholic Church. John, I am in Philadelphia. I I, I you you think that I don't know what happens at State College and, and the delirium that takes place oh around around Penn State? I live in fucking Pennsylvania. Uh, you don't live in State College, first of all, and that's one. Of the I don't, problems. but I've lived in I've lived in, I've lived in Pennsylvania for a no, long time, and so did I. And you know what? One of the problems was in one of the many problems in this case. And by the way, just how hilarious is it that in an hour and uh, we've talked about this for about an hour, and you're already so your argument is so pathetic. You're trying to go to Ralph Cipriano's agenda. If the if the case against Sandusky was really so strong, we would be still talking about the evidence against Sandusky, but we're not because there is none. But as far as State College and the culture there, see, this is the biggest. problem. Problem. And I was part of the Philadelphia media. I did sports talk radio at WIP. All those people are fucking morons and knew nothing about State College. They've never been to State College. They're presuming that State College is, is somehow uh, this place where Jerry Sandusky could walk around and do no wrong and was a god. That's not the culture at Penn State. None of them have, no, none of these people have ever been there like you've never been there. I, I have I, been there. Are you I, kidding me? Of course yeah, I've been there. Many times I've been to games. Yeah, are you kidding okay. me? The, the, reality, the reality is the culture at Penn State was exactly the opposite of a culture that would that would somehow in, enable child sex abuse. And let's take a look at the proof. The proof is this. When the allegations become public, what happens? Within three days, Joe Paterno is fired. Within five days, there's a 10,000-person candlelight vigil replacing the football pep rally in, on behalf of victims they know nothing about. Then before the football game against Nebraska that week, uh, on national television, there's a prayer service with both teams at the 50-yard line, again, on behalf of victims they know nothing about. That's the culture of Penn State. So you think this They're is a big a money grab? It was a money grab. This the, whole thing was a money the, grab. Let me finish. The culture of Penn State is a bunch of PC wussies. That's it was a money grab. Then. It was a oh, money grab. This this did not start as a money grab for the people for most of the people involved. They thought they were doing the right thing. They they were How much did Matt Sandusky get? How much did Matt Sandusky get? Uh $325,000 I think. Is is that going to sell out his dad for $300,000? That's a nice he, deck. He, he didn't know how much he was going to get. That's, That's not why, a lot of money. Come on, let's be fair to sell out your dad. He didn't he's know. He's going to do that not knowing how much he's going to get. He's going to do that for as low as 300000 Oh, my God. You people are fucking morons. Also, you know, Jeff wait, Sandusky wait. directly directly contradicts the claim that Matt Sandusky said, oh, these people are just lying. I could easily lie if I didn't have integrity. Jeff oh Sandusky God. says that that's patently false of Jeff Perlman. <laughs> 
See, see, like this is not an argument. <laughs> Laughing at your opposition, because, John, is not an argument. Attacking them is not an argument, John. Because you're quoting. Like, you're getting you're angrier quoting. and angrier. This is right out of the talk radio playbook. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Louder and okay. more intense does not no. make an argument. No, no, no. But here's what also doesn't make an argument. Quoting Jeff Perlman, who might as well have given Matt Sandusky, you know, the the closest. Neither is Ralph Cipriani. Uh, hold on a second. It's Cipriano, uh, by the way. But whatever. The, the f- well, you, you would think you would know the facts since you said you read this whole okay, thing. But, I, I fucked but, the pronunciation. But, okay, okay, so sorry. So, but but let me let me tell you something. Uh, the closest there came to being uh, oral sex involving a Sandusky in this case was when Jeff Perlman interviewed Matt Sandusky. That's the closest. Oh, Jesus, that I've clo- heard that so that many is, times. That is, closest, that is that is such. That is the why why do that you have a hair across your ass for for Matt Sandusky? Why? Why? Because he's a lying sack of crap, and it's the most—it's as obvious as Wade Robson. As a matter of fact, I. What about Scott Paterno, who disagrees I, with you as well? The son of Joe Paterno <laughs> disagrees with you. Like this is—I don't understand. This is not an argument, John. Like I, like basically, you're lying. Like, um, I don't understand, John. Come on, like I, Scott Paterno disagrees I, with you. Matt Sandusky disagrees okay. with you. 1998, 2000, Mike McQuarrie. We've got victim after victim. Like I—I I agree that Aaron Marsh. That like, let's talk about the victim that that no, was coached, you, no, right? Talk, Do you think talk, that? Do you think that that? No, no, I want to talk about all the bullshit you just spewed. Uh, so you facts. believe, so facts, facts, wait a minute. So it's a fact that because Matt Sandusky, who got paid after betraying his family. $300,000, not, not a lot of money. People make that in a year. This this might be a newsflash for you, but when you file a claim against Penn State and you're being told that million, they're getting millions of dollars each, they don't tell you how much money they're going to give you up front, you moron. So he oh, made a mistake. Okay. So, he made but, but, he made a mistake. He sold out for basically squat, and and he's so he's desperately tried to make a career out of it. And luckily, there's enough morons. Career? Like he hasn't you. accepted a salary. John, I and researched this shit. Oh he has not God. got a salary. He gets paid thirty thousand dollars a year if the charity meets their goal. He's never once accepted a salary. Two thousand eleven, Sandusky nobody... is arrested. Two thousand eleven, oh he's arrested. Oh you you God. the payouts did not happen until two years after he was arrested. You oh. act like this all happened at the same time. Uh, please check uh, Business Insider, November uh, 10th, 2011, the headline, Penn State on the hook for $100 million. So all these, all these admitted stumble fucks, these backwoods hicks, all read Business Insider, John? No, the lawyers knew exactly what was happening, you moron. God, the lawyers you people are do so stupid. So, okay. do you not, you, you people are so, I gotta say. What is you people? You, I agree you, with you. I've researched this more than probably anybody that's ever interviewed on, on this subject. And, and and that's what's so astonishing is how dumb you are. I mean, how the dumb idea, I am. I'm bringing I'm bringing a critical eye to your research. That's something no, that you should no, value. No, no, no. If you let me, I want to talk more about Scott Paterno since his, since since your sources that I'm wrong are Matt Sandusky and Scott Paterno, which is high fucking hilarious. Scott Paterno, also 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 Jeff Sandusky, the admitted child uh, pedophile there yeah, too. So well, like well, father well, like son, right? Okay, now you're just proving how dumb you are. So, so you're. He's adopted. I get it. I know he's adopted. One, one, he's adopted. Two, the allegations had nothing to do with child sex abuse. They were totally different. They happened when Jerry was in prison. And do you know what Jeff's uh, uh, tattoo on his arm is? Sandusky forever. Yes, I know. And, and, and why is that? Because he was because he was vehemently in support of his father. But what I'm trying to explain to you, so John, John, have you ever talked to a real victim of sexual abuse? Have you have you ever interviewed many, many? Okay, so do you so do you not agree? Listen, look, let's get. I'll give you plenty of time to finish. No, 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 no. You don't want to talk about Jeff Sandusky's. I do. Sure, go ahead. Jeff Sandusky's tattoo is a direct hit at Matt Sandusky because Matt Sandusky changed his name dramatically when the when he first made his allegation and then reversed 
put his name, this horrendous Sandusky name back because he realized that the media wouldn't give a fuck about Matt Davidson making an allegation. But he might be the star in a movie uh, uh, called Happy Valley if he goes by Matt Sandusky again. So that's true, why true, true Sandusky. True or false, he's never accepted a salary at his position. At his charity, he's, he's never made any money, you moron. No one, no one donated to the charity because everybody in State College knows he's a lying sack of shit. God, you're so he, dumb. True, true, true or false, he bought his home before the settlement. He bought his home before the settlement. Uh, true or false? I have no idea. It doesn't fucking matter. He bought his what home, so, he bought so, his so home what, before okay, the settlement. That's he still lives in the home to this day. Why would so he what, lie? What, what, does it, what difference does that make? In fact, Motive in fact, means that, opportunity. What's the motive of lying? Because he thought he was going to get paid. Did you not see the Oprah interview he did? Oprah actually was startled by this, and she's the the worst questioner of anybody on this. Did you ever see her his answer to Oprah when she asked him, "How do we know we're telling the truth?" His answer to to why he we know we're he's telling the truth was way worse than Jerry's answer to Bob Costas. I urge you to check it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. If you want some laughs, go check out Matt Sandusky on YouTube. I've, I've watched it. But, I've watched no, it. He pauses okay. for what seven seconds? I think oh, you said he pauses for seven seconds. I don't, or I don't know like what that. the time is, but it's worse than the pause. He he can't he can't string two sentences together and it looks like something from the old Saturday Night Live 60 Minutes sketch. It's pathetic. So, so let me ask you this question. Anybody who's been abused would always go to the authorities, correct? No, I'm not asking for you to go to the authorities. So then I don't understand what your contention is. Like, like here's the thing. Like, you're you're saying that just like it's it's a post hoc fallacy, John. You're saying that just because just because there was monetary payouts f as a result of this allegation, that those payouts caused all these allegations. I'm no. saying that that doesn't follow. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, um, no, okay, but, I, like, <clears throat> it provides okay, John, a motivation. It, it provides a motivation for telling a false story with no evidence, no corroboration, no logic. And and after ten years, multiple investigations enormous media coverage uh, there should be mountains of evidence in this case and there's nothing there's nothing there's we've talked about no evidence though john like, yes, like, there i know is, i have people i have people there's... very close to me that have been victims oh, of sexual God. abuse and there oh, is not God. like, they, like I, what a, I i would urge you please Please find me the case. If you if you can find this is a promise. Larry Nasser, they didn't come forward until with domino effect. One person and, comes and, forward, then they all come yep. forward. It's exciting. And guess what pattern, happened? John. And guess what happened? He pled guilty. There, there, he pled guilty. There was pornography. And does he didn't? Because there was no evidence. Because, because he's, he's not guilty. He's trying to clear his name. Oh Jesus, God, he's you're trying to clear his God. name. Could, if, if you let me finish, I'm about to make you an offer. If you can find, for, if you can find for me. One serial pedophile of male on boys in this that's similar to this situation, where there were anywhere near this many accusers, where there was no payoffs, no alcohol, no drugs, no porn, no confession, and and the wife stayed with him. If you can find me that, I will I will tear down my website because you're not you're never going to be able to find that. These guys all get found with pornography. They all confess. That's how this happens. That's a that's a false dichotomy. That's a false dichotomy, John. Just because just because you can't explain that that's ever happened before doesn't mean no. it's it doesn't mean that it's it's patently false. Like oh I don't understand God. this argument. Just because like you're trying to state yes. that just because there hasn't been a, a the victim or a, a pedophile that you know of that has followed the exact no, same no, pattern, no 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 I've asked. How does that no. make any sense? Explain to me how that works. Oh my God, you're so dumb. You're you're such a dumb person. I'm asking you're, questions. How, 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 how do you, how do you bathe yourself? I mean, how do you feed yourself? I mean, I, you, I, I mean, feed myself I mean, just I mean, fine. Believe me. I mean, me. I mean, you the the so you're saying that that it's irrelevant that you're not going to be able to find a case that's anywhere close to the same 
case is this. And That's by, an appeal and by the way, to I'm, ignorance. I, it's a false dichotomy, no, John. No, no, it's not. It's and by the way, I'm 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 taking off the table 118 million dollars in payoffs, providing a huge incentive for someone to make up a story. After, after any of the allegations, you're a, two years after every, the arrest, after every, the grand jury presentment, everybody knew, and the proof that everyone knew is that why do these accusers have lawyers before Jerry's even arrested? Why? Can you explain that to me? Why does victim number four, when he's interviewed by police, you said you researched this yourself and that you I found did. this troubling. Why I does did. victim why does victim number four, before Jerry is even arrested, why does he have a lawyer with him, a civil lawyer with him, to stop the interview because he's not making a sexual allegation against Jerry Sandusky, stop the interview, and they mistakenly don't turn the recorder off, and we hear the lawyer, the civil lawyer, conversing with the detectives, asking whether it's okay to lie to him about about what they have on Sandusky to make him more comfortable making a sexual. I could I could see the point of doing that. Oh my God! Uh, and then magically, I'm let's... not saying it's the right thing to do, but I okay, could see okay, he wanted okay. to get the guy comfortable because right, people right, don't okay, want but, to talk about sexual. Okay, but, yeah, what about okay, but, Ira Lubert? Right? I mean, but, we've got but, Ira Lubert which, that said the same thing that talked about you, payoffs at the payoffs. It doesn't just because Ira Lubert said that there were some folks that had bad things happen. There were some abuses. I'm not content. I'm would not. You let me finish. I'll make this one point, then I'll let you finish. I'm not saying that every single person is telling the truth. You have the you victim number four. Victim number four was the star at the trial. That's what they told Armin Katayan on HBO. The two prosecutors have done one interview in this entire case. Didn't write a book. Sarah Gannon, the reporter that broke the story, never wrote a book. No one's ever written a book because they can't write a book because they'll be exposed. But victim number four, the guy I'm talking about, it was the star witness. You can't just discard him. So let me finish the fucking story. So, so... So they, his lawyer, you haven't explained to me why he has a civil lawyer. His civil lawyer goes to the uh, investigators thinking it's not being recorded, says, can we lie to him about what we have to get him more comfortable? They say, sure, we do this all no, the time. That's not what they said. Yes, it is what they say. They say, sure, we do this all the time. That, that's a paraphrase, but it's an accurate paraphrase. They go back to him and magically... The number four starts to talk about uh, all these elements of, of sex abuse by Jerry Sandusky. Now, let's let's add some more context. Who is number four's therapist before the trial? Before he testifies at Jerry Sandusky's trial, Mike Gill Mike Gillum is his th is his therapist. You know who else Mike Gillum is the therapist for? Aaron Fisher. And in Aaron Fisher's book, in Aaron Fisher's book. He tells uh, Mike Gillum tells the story, which now because we know that Gillum was was number four's therapist, it's clearly number four. He tells the story of number four going up to Aaron before his testimony outside the courtroom and uh, effectively making sure that Aaron was telling the truth about Jerry before he goes up on the stand. If we can use our fucking brains for a second, here's what really happened. Number four knew Jerry Sandusky never did anything to him. But only when he starts to be convinced by investigators and his own lawyers that Jerry's going down and that therefore the blood won't be on his hands and that maybe he's doing the right thing and putting a bad guy behind bars, he goes along with it. But he just makes sure, even before his testimony, I need to make sure Aaron Fisher, number one, is for real because I don't want to be the person that puts Jerry behind bars because I know nothing happened to me. And I happen to know the real story of number four, and he's a scumbag. And his father's a scumbag. These are these are white trash uh, con people. And this is what they did. 
This, this is a much more logical scenario than somehow all these years later, number four makes an allegation that Jerry Sandusky abused him while on a bull trip, on a bull trip where everybody in Penn State knows who his guest is. That's insane. I would say that the most likely outcome is the most logical. The most logical one oh is God. that Sandusky was a pedophile. Yeah, uh -huh. You're really reaching for yeah, this stuff and uh, going around yeah. and around I mean, in so, circles. So, John, the, the, the International Society for Traumatic Stress Studies disagrees and states that it's completely possible that victims have repressed, not even really repressed. I don't like that terminology. Because it has, it's, not events, allowed in courts, um, it's not allowed in courts anymore. Exactly, because a lot, because of, it, it's because a lot of the psychobabble is, is it's Freudian bullshit. bullshit. I agree with you. A lot of it's Freudian bullshit. But folks can have traumatic experiences and try and cut their best to act like they didn't happen or just going this is how why I wanted to start with the Michael Jackson thing that folks that with when a lot of folks and especially with this sort of issue with child sex abuse are groomed by the predator to make it feel like this is a some somehow a positive or loving relationship and that's why for years they defend this person because they have real true deep feelings for that person i'm speaking from somebody who has been who has experienced things like this okay i'm trying to make you understand the perspective of somebody that is very much familiar with this more familiar with this than you are about this subject and try to explain that this is something that happens so you were sexually abused as a child? Not as a child, no. No, okay. Uh, and by a man or a woman? I, I don't want to get into that, John. I, have you ever told anybody about it? I have. I've told all the few yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. It. So it's interesting. So you're different. Than but have I? Have I? I have not. But believe so, me, I haven't. Con okay. I haven't confronted confronted the person that did it. Because the thought of it, because the thought of it terrifies me. Because let, it's let, something that, because John, because it's something that is that is so deeply personal. It's something that is so and, and terrifying and traumatizing. And, and it's something that, believe me, that I that I try to try to not think about. That's okay, something that I push out of my that's mind. Fine. I, and, this makes when I read the victims' testimonies, not all of them. I will agree with you, especially like some of the Quintent guys. I will agree with you. There's a lot of bullshit sounding stuff there. But when I read some of the stuff, what I'm trying to say is, John. Even if one out of the 36 people is telling the truth, it doesn't, <laughs> But the, the, you have one? to disprove all which, 36. Which one is telling the truth? That's what I've always asked and no one wants to give me an answer. But let me, let me just address, because we're going to run out of time here, because uh, okay. but, but, I want to address this one issue of the psychobabble. And, and look, I, I get that sex abuse is real, but unfortunately what people are doing like you is that you're presuming guilt to prove guilt and then jamming all the facts you like through that prism. But let me just, I, I need to at least tell you about our sting operation, because our sting operation on the number one lawyer, Andrew Schubert in this case, and his therapist, which which lasted for three plus years and over a hundred uh, by the accuser, the fake accusers account over a hundred therapy sessions. He went to this therapist. This it's important to point out. This is the therapist that treated nine Sandusky accusers, including Matt Sandusky, including Alan Myers, the McQuarrie kid. This is the key therapist in the case. And among uh, the many, many revelations from those hundred sessions is number one, she bought in hook, line, sinker that he was real, even though his story was total bullshit and obviously bullshit. And when we he was trying to be bullshit. No, he. This guy is a moron. I, I had nothing what to do with What he said behind Paterno's house, right? I think that's what his, he said. It was behind claim, Paterno's house. His claim was that he was sexually abused behind Jerry, uh, behind Joe Paterno's house in a park that's behind Joe Paterno's house, which, by the way, his lawyer didn't like because he knew Penn State wouldn't pay out for that, so he changed the story. And then, and then. When, when the Newsweek article was about to come out, Newsweek told us to end the sting operation. So I told the accusers, tell the therapist that you uh, were not abused by Jerry Sandusky and see what happens. And she then spends 35 minutes, which I've heard on tape, 
And by the way, she she and a psychotherapist had diagnosed this fake accuser with post-traumatic stress disorder, which mm -hmm. all of Shubin's accusers were magically diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Again, this is a fake victim. And then she spent John, this is the issue with you your argument fucking here besides it. Let you no, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish. No, I'm, I'm gonna finish. Okay, goodbye. Just hey. because you have one no, person, you don't want to hear the is, truth. Not just one person with this. We've been talking for an hour and a half. You have one person who oh is God. screwing around, going on a sting operation, and oh that makes God. everything wrong. No, if you let me fucking finish. When he told oh, when he told the therapist that he was not <laughs> abused by Jerry Sandusky, she spent 35 minutes trying to convince him that not believing he was abused by Jerry Sandusky is actually proof that he was abused by Jerry Sandusky. This is a fraud. The lawyer changed his story a hundred percent. We have it on tape. Th this that is, doesn't make everybody else wrong. This, my God, you people are the dumbest I've ever encountered. I, I, I mean, that's the is, again, it's the fallacy of composition, John. Just because no, one piece is false doesn't mean the whole thing is false. No, because they're the source of nine of the accusers, including three of the key trial accusers. I mean, my God. Uh, again, here's what we, we here's what we know. The 1998 incident. Somebody saw something. Uh, we know we we we, we what know they that that happened. What did what did they see? We, they saw him in the shower. Horse playing is what uh, is what. So somehow uh, the defense attorney thinks it's okay for a sixty, a man in his sixties or fifties and sixties to horse play with is. a naked boy, it touched that's, their genitals, be convicted no, of, sex, not, of, of not, sexual not, contact no, with no, minors, no, of, of, of illegal no, contact with no, minors. We know no, that that's exactly what no, happened. No, he was convicted no, on victim number two. No, he was convicted no, of it. Uh, Victim, or I don't even know which one you're talking about. That's the point. But if you victim look number at, two, look the at, one that he was acquitted of rape, but the one that he was convicted of inappropriate victim, what, victim contact two, or knowledge victim of no, Victim number two never testified at trial. If you look at the victim number six, the 1998 episode, which I've already. But said, what happened when he did testify in 2016, though? What happened when he testified in 2016? It was a two? joke. It was he a said joke. said that raped him. No, he did not. Yes, he did. I was no, he did I'm not. I'm looking at an article I, right here. I was. I was. He said there was all, sexual abuse. He answered the he answered a yes no question yes big fucking deal he didn't have any he he supposedly had no recollection of the details of all sorts I think it was thirty five or thirty six times he said I don't know I don't remember about things that it would be impossible for him not to remember I was sitting behind his mother and his brother during the testimony I his mother who was with him when that guy went to Joe Amendola's office the two days after Jerry's arrest. I will admit, Joe Amendola's an idiot. He, he did a terrible job on this thing. I will agree if with you there. If there's any reason to have a mistrial, it's Amendola. I agree with you. That was terrible. Yeah, I agree with you there. Amendola botched this thing through and through. He sucked as, a, as an well, attorney. Well, on that we can agree. And um, so you guys go ahead and say goodbye, and then you can you can slander me. What a moron and, and a, oh, a no, crazy person slander. I am. We're, we're gonna, yeah, no, I like so, you. I, no, I thought I, this was great. This was fun, man. I appreciate you well, coming on here and fighting well, about this. That, that's fine. I don't like you guys at all because you're very dumb people. And uh, and <laughs> but, um, but here's the thing. But, John, we, we read we at least read what you had to say. That's, I, that's and great. I, and I will concede to you that you have a case here. I'm not the person calling you a fucking lunatic and a crazy person. Person. No, you I'm did. Saying you actually, have you a, did. Actually, did I, you did. I never yeah, once. Did. I, on I was Twitter, careful of this whole on interview. On Twitter, on Twitter, you. Yeah, I did me that crazy. to get your attention, so you come on. Okay. The oh, so so you just admit. So you just admitted you lied. So so we have That's one person lie. who has admitted being a liar in this interview. Oh, and it's, it's not, not me. lying. So, it's so, gamesmanship, my friend. Okay, and I agree. No, I, I don't. So I'm not so lying so about you, so about what I believe. I was using. How many times have you? How many times have? How many times have you? Oh my God, that is such an such an ad hominem such an ad hominem argument. No, you just didn't. You just admitted. You lied, so you were a lying sack of shit. No, no, so no. I agree so that some you. of your takes are dumb. I use okay. playful language to get you to get your attention no, no, so no, that no, you come you, on the podcast. No, no. Like I don't understand how I don't
And then after I leave, you're gonna do the same thing again. I guarantee so, you we won't. I guarantee yeah, you we no, won't. No bullshit. No, no we're gonna be respectful. No, you're not because you're, we won't. because you're a lying sack of shit. You just proved it. So no, how I mean, did I prove a lying sack of shit? This is a, this is what I'm saying, John. I I didn't insult you once this entire podcast because I, there's nothing that. I there's nothing for me to be insulted about. I'm the guy standing up for the truth. You guys are the morons and I, buying and, into but I ask questions. I ask questions. That's great. But That's uh, fine. you will concede Wait. that when somebody, John, listen, listen, when somebody is convicted. Of, of, of rape on how many counts on dozens of counts that yep. maybe that maybe somebody else asking questions shouldn't be greeted with with insults i mean um, come on now except except for the circumstances of this trial this was the salem witch trial because of joe paterno's firing and joe paterno's death and it occurring seven months after this incredibly traumatic moment where the entire community of state college pennsylvania was being accused of enabling child molestation that jury was there to prove to the world that state college does not enable child molestation and it was the salem witch trial there were people hundreds of people outside effectively with pitchforks screaming for jerry sandusky's uh, conviction and they got it and it's not based on facts it's not based on truth it's not based on logic and i don't even like jerry sandusky i don't like Dottie sandusky i hate penn state i uh, have lost all respect for the paternal legacy i'm just telling you what the truth is and it's not close john you've been very generous with with our time i have one final question for you sure that i was, I was hoping that you could answer for sure. us regardless I can't, of I can't her politics wait. i can't wait regardless of her politics aoc you got to agree she's sexy She's cute. Sure. Thank God somebody <laughs> agrees with me. He agrees. But no, John, like we're not gonna, we're not going to call you out. Like we I think that we tried to Doesn't matter. We Please do. To, no, no, but Please no do. because I know that cuz you're going to spin that as we were being disingenuous. <laughs> I, we I tried, like you. John, I like you too. Great. I think you you're one of the subject of one of my favorite David Foster Wallace articles. I think that you, I mean host I love I love that piece. I don't dislike <clears throat> you. I'm, which I'm just politics we just we, were the same. we, we totally agree with We politics. disagree on this. That's okay. Like which like, which, I'm not, which are the two, I, I, which are, oh, go ahead. Which are the two people involved in the David Foster Wallace uh, uh, cover story in Atlantic Magazine. It was, what, 23 pages long. Which of the two of us is still alive? You are. Okay, which of us can committed suicide? DFW. So Okay, so there we go. All right, that's what does all. that have to do with anything? Uh, uh, it's to do with I, a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm a, I'm a so are you saying are you saying that somebody who committed suicide's done a bad thing? You you hold that against them? Oh, when they have a family and they're in perfect health, absolutely. I think you're you are totally not in the mindset of somebody who has deep depression. Oh, I've been I've had deep depression. That. Believe me, I've had very deep depression. I know. I, I've I, done I just, I've I, done so much research I, on I, you, John. I feel so, like I already know so, you. So I I, I am uh, someone who is an expert on this topic. I've I when my mother was killed in a car in 1994 i presumed i was gonna end up killing myself i did not because i'm not a wuss like david foster wallace and i'm not i a think it has and, nothing and, to do and, with and a wuss all the, uh, no here's what it also had to do with david foster wallace was a fraud and was afraid that people would eventually figure that out so he killed himself and so now he's forever a genius so good thank you know good job david foster wallace well here's one i thing. couldn't you're, disagree you're, with you're, you more you're, you're an expert because you don't on... know him you don't see it's amazing i wrote a thesis on I, him so you uh, know. did you ever meet him did you ever meet no, him? He was, he was yeah, okay. I never met John Lennon, but so, I like his music. Okay, so no, no. So one of the one of the people in this conversation had David Foster Wallace uh, shadow them for several months and write a twenty-three page cover story in Atlantic magazine. The others never met him. So, gee, I wonder who has a, uh, has more credibility on this issue. This you is the what? biggest. This is this is emblematic of this whole Sandusky situation. You guys know nothing. You've talked to nobody. Uh, but, uh, you don't. You, I could see uh, somebody who is so depressed that they see suicide as the only logical option. It's a rational 
And I'm glad you didn't kill yourself. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I oh, like me you. Too. Trust me, interviews like this make me want to kill myself. Oh my, John, I think oh, we've been, we've, we haven't been disrespectful to you, John. No, no, you've been moronic. That's much more depressing. Okay, I, but I, we've I, been, I, you I, can, to your opinion, we've been moronic, but we, you can't like, you. The, I know that you always like to say that people who interview are idiots. Telling we're, at least you can say that you can give us the respect of saying that we did research and we did our due diligence yep, to look yep. into this. You did, you did do your research. Uh, you just don't have the mental capacity to understand it all. So that's okay. Very, that's okay. Like we can disagree, John. It's not a big deal. I, I know it's. I know they, this is something that, that that you have invested a lot of time into. I get that. Right? Uh, let, me, we, let, let me let me let this one last issue on this investment. If someone could prove that Jerry Sineski was guilty, I would be the happiest motherfucker in the world. Okay, I am anti-invested in this. I wish, I wish I have investigated this, hoping to be able to prove Jerry was guilty because I could get this goddamn monkey off my back. All right. Sure. So so uh, this idea that somehow I know that's not what you're directly saying, but the implication that I'm invested in a, in, in this narrative is bullshit. I would be thrilled. I no, would be the I don't first think that person. you've done it. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is that you've admitted that this has hurt your career. You've admitted that this is you know, Matt Lauer said it to you that this is it killed whatever, you know. So I, I, I'm not I have no qualms about that. I think I, I completely believe you. On that so regards. please, I don't I don't think you're lying, John, is what I'm saying. I don't think you're lying. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we at least established that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree that you be, you believe this with all your heart. Because I know more facts about it than anyone else. Gee, I wonder if that's relevant. Sure, no, it's it's relevant, but I'm just saying, like, I think the questions that we asked in this interview were about the way that the way that the argument is constructed and the questions that I had reading the Newsweek piece. That was it. I, I never once tried to, 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 to call you out or call you an idiot because I don't think you're an idiot. I think you're a really smart guy. I think you spend a lot of time researching this. It's, this is, you know, you and I have differing opinions on this. That may have to do with our backgrounds or our different individual experiences. Obviously, you spent a lot more time on this than I have, right? Spending a lot of time on something doesn't mean that there's the fallacy of sunk costs, right? Just because you spent time on something doesn't mean that it necessarily um, is hold on, true. but well, wait a minute. Did also you're discounting hundreds and hundreds of hours of interviews with people that no one else has spoken to who were directly involved in this, and 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 the ability to be able to discern credibility and uh, and whether or not someone's story makes sense and whether or not that's telling the truth. I mean that you're discounting that completely. No, uh, I'm not discounting that. Is subjective. Again, yeah. and, that, and that's, I think, the point. And again, what, 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 what the questions that I asked about were about facts. That's what I was trying to get at. Was just I just wanted to understand, and I was pointing out the things like the Loftus thing, for instance. I just wanted to know, from as a writer, like, is that a question that you should be asking? Is she the most qualified person yeah, that to was, discredit that was, repressed that was memories? Frankly, that was frankly idiotic because yes, she's the world's foremost expert on that. And that's who was, literally who also has was, a conflict of interest, in my opinion. What was the? There was no conflict of interest. She, she was. She was. Uh, she was retained by the defense to be an expert witness, disproving. <laughs> think about how absurd that is so the defense is able to hire them the world's foremost expert on an issue and and somehow that discredits her that, that's insane that, that the <laughs> american psychiatric association has said that it's entirely public like, like you can find oh you can find God. expert witnesses that say anything you and i both know um, that. that's how no, trials she, work she is the expert witness and i can guarantee you by the way um let, 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 this is important you know who the very first person whoever t who was of any uh, esteem that told me that Jerry Sandusky was probably innocent was? Who's that? Elizabeth Loftus, way before she was ever hired by anybody in this case. Sure. Because she has done research on these cases her whole life. And none of this made any sense to her. And she is not a football fan. She doesn't know a football from a basketball. Uh, she, she had no idea who Jerry Sandusky was, Joe Paterno. And when she said it to me, I was shocked. I was calling her to talk about 
Mike McQuarrie's memories and Joe Paterno's memories 10 years later, 10 years later. And I said to her at one point, well, you know, I mean, obviously Jerry's guilty. And she says to me, why do you think that? And I'm like, what? And she says, I, I'm not sure we should believe, believe that at all. I mean, it's almost a direct quote. And this is years ago. This is like 2012, 2013, way before her testimony. And, and I doubt she's even been paid by the defense. I don't know that, but, but the defense has know. no money. I, 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 the defense has no money. So you're, you're, but this is why, and I apologize for my profanity, but when you make a statement like that about Elizabeth Loftus, I'm like, that is just so nuts. But when you're talking, what, is, what I'm saying is not untrue though, John, you recognize that it's a question. I'm no, asking no, a question. No, no. <laughs> the idea that she's not credible is nuts. I'm not I mean, saying she's not credible. I'm asking yes, if there's a did. conflict of interest. That's all there I was asked. No, well, and if you would, and you were talking to probably the best person in the world to talk to about that. And I just told you why she's incredibly credible. <laughs> I mean, she's she couldn't be more credible. So anyway, look, who was I, also handpicked by the defense? But anyway, yeah. I, uh, okay. I can, well, I, anyway. But I don't want to take any more of your time, John, because I know that no, ne- you've been incredibly generous. Yeah, neither one of us are going to change each other's minds. Regardless, though, we're not going to shit talk you when you get off. We're not going to. It do doesn't matter. Like that. It doesn't matter. No, because, Go ahead. Because we don't want to malign you like that. I respect your opinion on this. I respect. I respect your the work that you put into this. Again, we wanted to do an interview a little bit different and actually ask questions as opposed to calling you a nut job. That's why we wanted to, you know, have this interview this way. Okay. Well, I appreciate that in that regard. And again, best of luck to you, John. We appreciate you coming on, man. All right. Yeah, All you right. too. Bye.